my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching. The book of Proverbs is a way to give this instruction, to teach our children and to teach us as children of God how to walk. What is the, the course of our way? What is the right way to please God and to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind and strength? Today on the Songtime Broadcast, we'll continue our Proverb Day in May with one of my messages as we look at our theme verse, How to Train Up a Child in the Way He Should Go. Stay tuned for that. But first, we'll take a little look back at our recent Definitions Conference and a snippet from our Q&A as we talk about how that this actually works in a home environment. Can we actually teach a child to love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. The many voices are coming together for that one message. I'm your host, Adam Miller. You're listening to Songtime Radio. A little over a week ago, we had our Definitions Conference here on Cape Cod. Our theme was to train up a child, obviously from our theme verse, Proverbs 22, 6. And our keynote speakers were Dr. Ted and Margie Tripp, who are the founders of Shepherding the Heart Ministries, a ministry that is tremendous at how to actually articulate the gospel to the heart of a child. Now, all of that really goes into this idea of, of, of how to communicate our faith to the next generation. It sounds well and good, especially in a sanitized environment. And although I completely endorse it, the question is raised, how does that work for children with challenges? Uh, we also had as one of our keynote speakers, Dr. James Manganello, who is a Christian counselor here on Cape Cod. He talked about mental health issues facing adolescents. And during the course of our sessions, we had a Q&A, and I got to sit down with all three of our keynote speakers and ask them some very important questions. We're going to hear a snippet of that conversation now as I asked Dr. James Manganello to explain to us how all of this teaching on shepherding a child's heart works for children that are either on the spectrum or have serious impulse control. They have uh, anxiety, ADHD, kids that are hyperactive. How does all of this instructing a child's heart actually work in a scenario where the children have severe disabilities? Well, I think it's more than just the issues that you've raised, even for those who have significant emotional issues, anxiety, depression, those sorts of things, and kids, um, that we have to be alerted as to what it is that we talk about with them. They're very sensitive to the environment. They're very, their bodies are different biochemically. They respond differently, particularly highly sensitive children. Um, there are very unique ways of realizing that certain sounds, certain sights, certain smells, uh, whatever, will trigger the emotional content inside where they're not able to hear anymore. And so as we think about uh, how we present the gospel particularly, we recognize that it has to be done very simple not overstated. I think the, the words that uh, Marge said many times, it was, one of you said it, don't overtalk. Right? You don't overwhelm the children with all the information. 
you give them short, specific information so that they can internalize it. And so it may take you a little bit longer to get to the end point, but that's how you're going to get there. Uh, this next question is for Ted and, and uh, Margie. In the subject, we've talked a little bit about family devotions, uh, family worship. And we kind of, I think we tend to talk about this kind of like we talk about the gospel. We talk about the gospel, we don't actually articulate the gospel. So what does family worship actually look like? That's the first question. This is a two-parter. And how can it actually be implemented if it hasn't already been set into patterns of the family? <laughs> well, I think that, uh, you know, I, I, if we think about family worship in the simplest ways, you think read, pray, sing. If you sing together, you know, I learned to play four chords on a guitar in the key of D. With a capo, you can sing almost any song with those four chords. So I would, you know, and, and uh, once the kids were grown, I haven't touched a guitar since. But it was just a way to have rhythm and, and uh chords so we could sing together at family worship. Uh, so singing, singing God's praise together, reading the Bible, praying together. Pray about whatever the kids are interested in. We prayed for six, sick dogs and cats. We prayed for serious things. You know, uh, not that, I mean, well, we, the sick dogs and cats were serious for our kids, but nothing's too trivial to take to God in prayer. And uh, so praying, reading, praying, singing together. You can add to that Bible memory. If you want to teach your kids to memorize the Bible, we found that if we just memorize, we started memorizing Psalms, big Psalms, like Psalm 23, Psalm 1, you know, uh, Psalm 100, Psalm 150. Uh, but we found that if we read the Psalm every day in family worship, within a week, our kids would know it by heart. And a month later, Margie and I could know it too. So it... Uh, <laughs> You know, it, uh, it's really easy with children to memorize. Just simply, it doesn't take any real effort or you're quizzing them. You just read the passage every single day and they're going to memorize it. Uh, so those things, I think, uh, and then you want to kind of move with your kids. When our kids were little, we used to act out devotions. I mean, we climbed under the table and we were David in the caves of Adullam with his men, you know, hiding from Saul. And, uh, you know, I could make a pretty impressive Goliath standing on the kitchen table. Uh, I was nearly nine feet tall. Uh, but you can, uh, you know, when they're real little, we acted things out. As they got older, it was more abstract and less concrete. But I think uh, just doing things, kind of tracking with their ages, and, and consistency in doing it is just a big deal too. Because, you know, I always think God gave us a 24-hour day Surely in 24 hours, we have 10 minutes we can spend reading the God and praying with our kids. We just have to organize a time of day when we do it. We found after the evening meal was the best time for us. What was the second part of the question? I think, I think that was it. How to get started with it. And really, I'm glad you mentioned how to maintain it. But Margie, I mean, in the, in the context of doing this, I mean, you had a husband who wrote the book on this subject. So... <laughs> Well, what, you know, how did you as a wife and for single mothers and for those who have husbands that aren't believers, how can wives encourage and foster this in the home? You know, you, you obviously had the perfect scenario, right? You, uh, what's it like being married to the perfect man? That's a real question I want to ask. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. 
nearly perfect. <laughs> I think uh, this is a, a very serious question, I think, for moms whose husbands aren't believers or husbands who profess faith but are not faithful in those ways and for single moms. And I, I really want to encourage you that it's possible for you to do this. There's so many resources uh, for parents and we read the narratives to our children when they were young, uh, both from God's Word and from collections of, of <coughs> narratives from God's Word and tried to encourage the children with the heroes of the faith and, and what made them. They weren't perfect. Now you look like, you look at David, he's not a perfect man, uh, but he was a friend of God. And so uh, trying to encourage the children with the uh, with the narratives of the scripture. When they were in their middle, middle years, we uh, read and took apart and put back together the epistles, those finely tuned arguments, because as our brother said, that's when they're all attorneys. And uh, so that was wonderful because they were interactive. And then when our kids were in high school, uh, we read the prophets. <laughs> What's the message of the prophets? And so we wanted to acquaint them with the fact that this God is a serious God. He's a loving Heavenly Father to everyone who puts their hope in Him. And moms who don't have the encouragement of husbands who are working with you, seek out people in your church who can encourage you and pray with you and help you to find resources. But don't shrink from the task. Go for it. And Pray and ask God to help you each day to find those few moments to interact with your children, and God will bring fruit from that. We've been listening to a snippet from our Q&A at our recent Definitions Conference, Train Up a Child. We've been hearing from Dr. James Manganello, as well as uh, Dr. Ted Tripp and his wife Margie from Shepherding the Heart Ministries. Uh, our keynote speakers gave some amazing content at this conference, and we'll be posting all of those sessions soon up on our website at songtime.com. Uh, but the great content, eight 40-minute uh, segments, I mean, it was packed full. It was a full day, and yet uh, our full house, our full registration, everyone there uh, greatly benefited from that event. And we would like to host more of these events throughout New England and the Northeast. If you're interested in seeing how we can minister the gospel in your area, in your own community, please let us know. Give us a call, 508-362-7070, or head over to our website at songtime.com. You can also write to us at Songtime Radio. P.O. Box 100, Barnstable, Massachusetts, 02630. Well, today we're continuing our series, A Proverb a Day in May. And now, I spent a lot of time listening to sermons and and going through some really great content for the broadcast, but I have to tell you, it is hard to find good sermons of good quality that can be broadcast on the air and uh, communicate the message that we want to communicate. The gospel message is what is core to our, our foundation or everything that we're trying to do. So in this next segment, I'll share with you one of my sermons. Every once in a while, I have to preach a sermon and, and share it on the broadcast for the sake of communicating this whole theme for a proverb a day in May, how to train up a child in the way he should go so that even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Here is our continuation, a proverb a day in May. It says to train up a child in the way he should go. And the first question we have to ask is, what is the way that we should go? 
There was a scribe in, we saw in Mark chapter 12 in our study in the gospel of Mark. It was a scribe who came up to Jesus and asked him this question. Jesus, what is the most important commandment? Essentially, the scribe was saying, what is the way that we should go? What if you had to boil everything down to its most basic concept? What is the way that we should go? That's a very good question. In fact, I have a little sister who's 15 years younger than me, and when she was getting into her high school years, she asked me for a quote, a line that she could write out and put on her mirror, something she'd see every day. And she said, uh, give me something that I can say from you that would really be an inspiration to me. Now, this is a great duty and responsibility of a big brother. So I thought long and hard, about one minute, and decided, um, ask good questions. And she said, what's a good question? I said, that is a good question. But a better question is, what makes a question good? There are a lot of questions that we could be asking, but this question that the scribe asks is absolutely crucial. He's asking, how do we get to the heart of everything that God wants us to know? And Jesus answers him by saying, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. And the second is like it to love your neighbor as yourself. What is Jesus doing there? He is telling us, in his own words, what is the way that we should go? Where does that come from? Did Jesus come up with that idea or that thought on his own? No. In fact, it was given to the people of the Old Testament, all the way back in a book called Deuteronomy. I encourage you to turn there with me today. Deuteronomy chapter 6, it's on page uh, 141 in your pew Bible. Deuteronomy chapter 6. As God was giving the law, the Ten Commandments, to his people, he lays out for them essentially what is the culmination of all of the law, all of its teaching. Everything in the law can be summarized in this command. It is what the scribe was asking for. What is the culmination of everything that the Bible is about? What is the way that we should go? And he says here in Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 9, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, and with all of your soul, and with all of your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk in the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Here is what is called the Shema. It is the culmination in the Hebrew Bible of all of the commandments. We see all ten of these commandments are brought to fruition through this, uh, this overarching command. And if you look at the commandments, each and every one of them have to do with loving God and loving our neighbors. 
This is crucial. And it is teaching us the way that we should go. In fact, the book of Proverbs is designed and structured in that way. In chapter 1 of the book of Proverbs, I'll read this for you. It says, the introduction to the book, what Proverbs is for and why it is for you. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity. To give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning. And the one who understands, obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. Here it is. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son. What did, what did the Shema say? Hear, O Israel. With the same sort of desire to teach and to instruct the Shema given to a people, here Solomon writes with that same, that same desire for his son to know. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. The book of Proverbs is a way to give this instruction, to teach our children and to teach us as children of God how to walk. What is the, the course of our way? What is the right way to please God and to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind and strength? Today's proverb of the day in May comes from Proverbs chapter 24. I'll be looking at verses 13 and 14, but we'd like to hear from you what your impressions were for this proverb. Uh, what are the things that stood out to you? What is kind of ruminating in your own mind? Read through the chapter for today and meditate on just one thought throughout the day. This is a really great way for, for you to, especially if you've never really been one to do daily devotions, this is a great way to get started because there's not that guilt or that concern that you missed a day. You just pick up where you left off. Uh, today's the 24th, so read Proverbs chapter 24. Try to find one nugget, one good kind of uh, concrete truth, and hold on to that throughout the day and see how you do as you meditate on God's Word. Honestly, I think a proverb a day in May, this whole series is, is really helpful for, for people to, to build up that practice of doing daily devotions. Uh, but my proverb of the day for May is verses 13 and 14. It says, My son, eat honey, for it is good, and the drippings of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. Know that wisdom is such for your soul. If you find it, uh, there will be a future, and your hope will will not be cut off. At the beginning of this whole series in Proverbs chapter 1, we, we see that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. To honor Him, to love Him, to know Him, and to have that awe of glory of who God is. But what is the end of wisdom? Though This verse tells us today, to know wisdom is like honey for the soul. It is, it is rich, it is satisfying to our lives. And, and if you find it, 
then you have a future. And if you hold on to it, when you hope in this wisdom, you will not be cut off. This is the real joy that when we find wisdom, when we search for it and find it, we can hold on to it and be satisfied. It's good for us. Sometimes we don't pursue spirituality because we don't want to be confined. We don't want to be limited. We don't want to, to have to follow rules and restrictions. But to, to really know wisdom, to really obey and follow God is not restrictive because its, it's rules and structures and its guidelines actually give us a more fulfilling and more satisfying life. Words of wisdom from today's proverb a day in May. I hope that we've been able to encourage you. If we have, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at Songtime Radio, P.O. Box 100, Barnstable, Massachusetts, 02630, or give us a call. It's 508-362-7070. You can also head over to our website at songtime.com or look us up on social media. Don't forget to tune in again tomorrow. We'll continue our study here, a proverb a day in May, as we ask the question, how do we actually take what what we have inherited from the, the glories of knowing God and pass that on to the next generation? But how do you teach a child to love something? Well, first and foremost, we must love God. If there's anything I've learned throughout my years of ministry is you cannot fake it with children. On behalf of everyone here at Songtime and our late founder, Dr. John DeBrine, who has always encouraged you to grow in grace so that you won't groan in disgrace, we want to thank you for listening. From Cape Cod, I'm Adam Miller with our theme verse, Proverbs 22.6. Train up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. <laughs>